Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by PromoCoin. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Meg, we totally caught that. We we totally <laughs> caught it. Bloopers, bloopers, bloopers. A pre-recorded episode, and we've still got the bloopers. All right. Oh, awesome. I, was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about and the uh, last bit of uh, people's personal phone calls. Uh, look. We're going to have fun today, all right? We are very excited. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, got to tell you, this broadcast is brought to you by our good friends, or from our good friends over at the Brentwood line, specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets, a well-respected supplier not known just for their high-quality products, but also for their customer service. Brentwood line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure that uh, your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all your outdoor needs. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. And uh, that is it. Why don't we say hey to, to uh, Stephen McFadden? You're looking fresh today, man. What's up? Thanks, man. Thanks, man. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not yet at the lunch break as normal. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Ready yeah. To this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meg, you're also looking fresh, almost like you have washed your hair today or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I gave myself a fresh blowout. You know, no big deal. Yeah, Um, yeah, just um, I think we were talking about some things earlier. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but I know. Not a CAS or MAS yet. But I do have this. I am a mother tasker. So Mother tasker. Yeah. This could just be the whole episode where we just hold up signs. Stephen is apparently like a boss. Well, I think Anthony has some really uh, a really cool sign that he should have, right? Like, like forty under forty or top. 40. Meg, are you are you jumping the gun just a little bit, Stephen? Okay, okay, okay. I don't know how don't to put this. this kind of, a big, kind of a big deal. Good lord. All right, so our guest today, Anthony McNally, 40 under 40, uh, on Sagney's 40 under 40 list. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? It's customary for us to give our guests a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, what you've been up to, maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry, and, uh, and what you've been up to since. So take it away, sir. All right. Hey, guys. Um, so my name is Anthony or Tony McNally. Uh, I've been in the industry now since, uh, I don't know, a long time ago, 16, 17 years. Um, I kind of got into the industry on an accident. Uh, I'm a huge hockey guy, right? So I uh, went to college, had my internship lined up to work with the New York Islanders local team. I graduated from college. I was like, hey, guys, I'm ready to start. They're like, cool, we're going on strike. So we're not hiring anybody in the NHL right now. So I was kind of left hanging. And uh, I found a job that was three minutes from my apartment. And it was with a promotional products company called Motivators. Um, I walked to work every day and I, I learned promotional products. Uh, I was there for probably about 13 years. You know, great run, great learn. Um, and then now I'm currently uh, operations manager for promo, promo at Vanguard Direct. Um, still living the promo life. All right. So all I heard there was hockey and New York Islanders. So I know. I never is, like whatever. Is the Islanders like actually your team, or like, is uh, that it is you're very much for? my team? 
season ticket holder. I go to every game. Meg, uh, we have to start qualifying our guests. I know. That's not acceptable. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> but funny story, actually. Anthony and I kind of grew Steven, up. Hold together. on. Steven, Steven's lost. I don't even think he watches hockey. <laughs> He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm hockey, bro. I'm, hockey, bro. I'm, uh, I'm an Avalanche fan, so it was a good year for me. All right. There you go. Are you just like there all Colorado go. teams? I do. I got Broncos over there. I got Avalanche somewhere. I got Nuggets. I kind of hide them right now. Do you, do you need to like, I feel like we need to explain why you're an all Colorado sports team fan. I can in 30 seconds. Uh, I used to live there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you like their colors. <laughs> no, I, used I, like to live the, I like the horse on the side of the helmet. You know, <laughs> no, I used to, I used to live there during my my growing up years of when I was learning to love sports, and so then it stuck. We would go to games, and just like you, Tony, going to the games, and there's nothing better, man. Live sports is great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, cool. they accidentally introduced me to promo without me even knowing it because <laughs> we had a, a now defunct arena football team called the Dragons. And they would hand me these boxes of towels and be like, all right, you need to throw these out to the crowd and make sure people are amped for the for the event. And did I know that that was a promotional product at the time? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Do I know it is one now? Absolutely not. No, no. Definitely- <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely indirectly uh, introduced me to it. Did you by chance get a season ticket gift? Because that's a big trending thing right now on TikTok. I don't know if you saw uh, with people showing off their season ticket gifts because they were trashing on the Browns for getting, sorry, Josh Robbins, but they were trashing on the Browns for doing like the old painter hats and like how they showed up in these bad looking boxes. And then they were showing like the Chiefs with like this glowing box and like all sorts of stuff. So side, did you get a season ticket gift? Well, yeah, it's funny. I've actually noticed that trend in season ticket holder gifts in line with what's happening in industry where people are going away from kind of a Chosky product and into more of an experiential gift for the for the, yeah. uh, the season ticket holder member. So we would get a box and it would open up and inside the box would be um, like a cube of what the new arena was going to look like, yeah. a custom scarf, the box is branded. Like they go above and beyond to That's give awesome. a great experience. Oh, wow. That is really really cool it has come a long way that is really neat um well i was saying something before jeff really interrupted me but yeah, i was just gonna say i interrupted you so i was trying to get back to your your uh my your story question. no what most of you don't know is anthony and i kind of grew up in this industry together like we um he was at motivators and i was at a smaller um company called gimmies.com and we were rivals like i used to like look at their website all the time and then when I left that company in uh, 2009, I went to Jetline, and then they became my customers. That's how Rachel and I obviously have started our relationship. But it's been really fun to just kind of be side by side and kind of watch him grow up in this industry. And, and I'm super proud of him. He's come so far. He's found success at an early age. Um, I mean, right now you're the 40, you're in the top 40 under 40, which is incredible. So, A, I want you to tell us a little bit about that list and how you came upon it. But I also want to talk about how you joined and you engage, you speak um, at regional associations and you have since an early age, since you're at the beginning of your, your, you know, your term in the industry. So let's start yes. with the 40 under 40 list. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you got on it? Yeah. How- yes. So 40 under 40 is, was a, has been a great program. Um, it's definitely a program where you're nominated to be a, to be on the list. So I was nominated and I was chosen to be picked for the inaugural year of the 40 under 40. Um, 
I'm hoping for this year, another nomination. We'll see. I got another year run at the 40 under 40. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but it, you know, it's been great. And it, it's something that it means a lot to myself. It means a lot to me for the industry and the regional association. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, I did join Sagney as a regional association very young. Um, I had a great mentor when I started in the industry, um, Ken Laffer, who kind of taught me the importance of being involved, being known, being experienced. And uh, yeah, I would say I've been now a member for same thing, almost 15 years going strong. And at this point, I'm trying to do my best to now give back to the the organization and to that next group of people that are coming up, right? That 20 under 20, that 30 under 30 that's on its way up through the industry. Um, I try no, 50 to. Under 50 yet. There is not. Um, 60 over 60 has been talked about, but I don't know how long it's going to last. It's a lot of people. Um, I just I think we need to just scrap this episode real quick um, because the list kind of gets disqualified when John R.B. Cudahy is on the list. Oh man, he made the list. Isn't he the youngest? Like, how did how did that happen? Youngest ED now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do no, you need a second? Wife, actually, my wife I can is, second it. She might be the youngest. <laughs> so Anthony, once right. he was on the show, and I was like, aren't you the youngest president? That and, and, and Jeff's like, hello. Yeah. yeah. He also um, has the longest hair. That's also... Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It looks really cute, though. It looks it really does, cute. It does look cute. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. All right, enough ragging on our friend John. Um, so I do have a question, though, in regards to this list, because obviously it's it's coming from Sagney. Sagney is a regional association. Um, is this a regional thing, or are they reaching out? Is it a national list? I mean, how is how is the list being compiled? It is uh, a regional list, so it's um, from all organizations that are part of Sagney are eligible to participate. Nice, very cool. Yeah, and it's got a great list. You know, the people on there are dynamic, smart, engaging, and they're disruptors in the industry. They're really trying to make a difference. Except for that John guy. (laughs) Doing nothing. Sagney's 40 Under 40 honor is driven by nomination information that is complete and thorough as possible so the judges can see the whole picture of the person being nominated. It says you can nominate yourself, but not to be bashful. But um, obviously, they probably take better nominations from other people. But, you know, if you're going to have your flag brag list together, uh, you got to be under 39, which means you need to be born after 31st of, I guess it would be 83 this year, right? Or would yeah. it be, yeah. So yeah. after 83. Um, and it also brings great benefits. You're going to get publicly recognized, or you were, you were publicly recognized as an exceptional leader. Um, through Sagney Life, Sagney social media channels, and on the Industry Insider, like that's Super Bowl in itself. I mean, that's the biggest recognition right there. I mean, Um, celebrated at Promotions East. Oh, so they're going to have an award ceremony at Promotions East. Is that what this is going to? Is this going to be a part of that as well? It is. It's going to be a part of this year's list. So um, the 2022 list is going to be recognized at the event this year. Um, oh, there's going to be, cool. I believe, a, like a champagne toast. I know it's going to be part of that high five event that they're having as well. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So again, I'm not nominating myself, but if you guys have spare time, I'll send you my resume, all of my acknowledgements. <laughs> and I'll put me in one last time before I hit the 40 over 40 list. Yeah, the for 40 sure. over yeah, 40. <laughs> the 40 over 40. I like that. We just carry it over. You know, after you get 40, it's just, you, you're just on a new list. That's all. 
Uh, so listen, Rachel, since you had mentioned uh, your, your friend, Rachel, Meg, uh, she has a glowing recommendation in here in that uh, publication where uh, she says, recognizing young professionals who have made noticeable contributions to their companies, the Sagney community and the overall promotional products industry is a great pleasure and honor. And these individuals are a guiding light to our future. So that's a pretty glowing recommendation there, Anthony. You've got some some pretty big shoes to fill, it sounds like. You yeah. Know? You know, are you, you going to be able to carry the weight of this industry? I'm trying to illuminate the future. Um that's really my goal. No, honestly, I, I do, I do work hard to give back. Um, I've been a part of the mentorship program for the board and for Promo Kitchen to try to help new people to the industry, young people in the industry, trying to get their feet under themselves. Because um, I do think it's important. I'm also a big advocate for focusing in the future on trying to get some education at the collegiate level. I think that's something that the industry needs to try to do is kind of teach people at a college level, what the industry is. Cause like we've, I think we've said before, it's most people stumble upon the industry or they know all about the industry and they have no choice, but to be in the industry. So there's that, that large middle ground that we need to focus on. Absolutely. We actually, We've talked about that a lot. And, yep. and this is a perfect case study. Like just if you took the data from every person that we asked of how they just fell into this industry and then how it could have been benefited, all the trial and error and all the stuff that we could have learned by a college course. I mean, that's it's incredible. Like, yeah, we've talked we've talked about it. I think Jeff wants to spearhead that, I'm pretty sure. But um <laughs> you know, well, being I got, uh, I'll help you light the way. Yeah, I feel like we we do have something there. So um I have a question for you because I know we're always talking about education and and um, I, I would I would like your opinion on this. Like, what do you think that, that distributors and suppliers could do, right, um, to better the industry's reputation to end users, right, through education? Like, what, or maybe not through education. I'm assuming to put that answer in your mouth, but like, what do you think that we could do? Honestly, it's educating the end user and educating the consumer. Um, yeah. I do think the industry, especially as of late, has gotten a lot of slack for the type of products that are put out there how they're sourced um and how they're distributed and i think there's a lot of good companies putting in a lot of good effort to source smartly to distribute smartly and to make the right choice when it comes to products and i don't think that's focused on um we as an industry we are probably one of the first to make that move towards eco-friendly products um you know sourcing locally within the united states and beyond and I think that the end users need to be educated that that's something that we're doing. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The education is is um is super key, like elevating the perception, changing the conversation from trinkets and trash to branded merchandise, you know, experiences. And I think that has a, a big part of it. And I'm, you know, that's why uh, they can use a big buck, man. And I and I think we're heading in that direction. I think, like we said earlier, with the way a lot of these sports teams are engaging with their season ticket holders, is they're you know they're not just sending them that rally towel saying "come swing it" at the first game. They're saying, "Hey, let's create an experience. Let's create you as a part of the team, and go forward." No, Stephen, you can point at me all you want, but see, real fans wave their towel every game of the season. Oh, yeah, that's a sustainable product because you're going to use that for years. It is sustainable. You are 100% correct. I mean, I, I use mine on my Peloton every day, I'm going to be honest. So I, I wipe my face and I go to the game and I swing it in the air. Hey, Megan. <laughs> Meg, it's one. funny. You, you mentioned that, that you just asked that question. And I was sitting here thinking, like, what would my answer be to that? You know, you know what I think our industry needs. Let's more hear. It. I, more mega. No, it needs more bluntness. Like I feel like we need to be more honest with our customers that they're doing bad stuff. And, yeah. 
it's like it's it's really hard because I think people get so attracted to the business, but like we just need to tell them like this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like and because it's only gonna make us look better if we can help them come up with a better product or better solution. And it's or it's if they move me... forward with that terrible product. Yeah. And you told them that that, it bad yeah. and it bombs. And now then it makes us look amazing even... for being right. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I we, think it also strengthens your relationship with your clients. Hundred percent, because then they'll trust yeah. you. They know that you're not just trying to peddle them a product, and you're an yeah. actual partner. I don't remember who yeah. said it, but it's it's so true. There's a difference between a customer and a client, right? And it's like you you want to get away from people who just send you what they want, and you just place the order. There's going to be a good, you know combination of that in any business where you're going to have some people that just want some stuff and you can kind of advise them, but they may already know what they want and they've done it for years or whatever. You can ask them questions like, are you sure it's working? And, you know, and they could finally get done with all that questioning and say, no, I still want that product. And you're like, okay, fine. Place the order. Right. Uh, but there are some people that want to be open to it and will allow that conversation to happen. And I think that's really where we owe it to ourselves and to the industry, right. As, 40 under 40s and people that are influencing the industry to be honest and direct with you know with our customers so and i think a lot of us that you know that are those driving forces have seen that change and have you know motivated mm -hmm. that change because i remember 15 years ago it was a lot of volume like how many orders can you get in how quick can you get these orders out and it it's evolved from volume based to Hey, how many clients have I helped today? How many marketing efforts have I driven and how have I created better exposure for my clients? Absolutely. So Meg, were you ever a, a rising star or 40 under 40? I know you're on Dale Denham's 18, you know, online. Right. 18 how many times have you been on Dale's 18 <clears throat> left? Or, no, no, that's or... not what I'm, that's not what I'm asking. Have, have you ever been a rising star or a 40 under 40? No. All right, yeah, but you have you have been recognized in an even more exclusive list, the 18. Um, what are we going to do for this guy underneath of me here uh, to get him some recognition? You know? He's going to show up to a couple <laughs> committee meetings, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what do you find up for? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Look, this is just a fun episode where we're just bashing everybody. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell sports have started up again, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was on a 40 under 40 list. There you go. At my All at right. my university. So I was nominated in 2019. And I put a little link over there because I wanted to show you guys that. I'm like, hey, look. there you go. I, oh, I, look I, at that. I'm on a list. Yeah. So somebody recognized me. Okay. Somebody did. All right. So Anthony, you might have been my parents. Hold on. Go ahead. I was looking at that list and I thought Jeff posted it because he had, I looked at it right when he was talking about Rachel and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I'm on the list, Meg. <laughs> I was like, I don't know a single person on this list. Who am I? But go ahead. It makes sense now. I'll post yeah, it in the comments later. Go ahead. All right. So you'd sort of mentioned Anthony about, you know, closing that gap and how we need to do that. Right. And, you know, education being one of those things, just ed educating the the end users, educating the, the clients themselves, the consumers. So, um, are you noticing since, you know, you've, you've been in this industry now for, you know, uh, an established amount of time and <laughs> able to sort of, I, look, I'm, I'm, we're all similar in this. I mean, Steven has been doing it. How old are you, Steven? 34. 34, you said? 34. Mm -hmm. 34. So you, you've been doing it for 33 and a half years. Pretty much. Um, 
you know, I, I've been doing it for quite a while. So look, we're all seasoned here, but we're all young. And that was sort of the 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 premise of the episode was, you know, just kind of being successful in the in the industry is at an early age and um, sort of what that means. But are you noticing with the trend and everything and how it's going is more of a hybrid situation? Like, or is it more difficult now than it was before to educate your clients or is it easier? And, and what are those changes that you're seeing to make that happen? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's easier. I think the, cause the buyer is changing. I think the evolution of the clients that we're working with is trending towards our generation. And I think, as we are the pioneers in our industry and we're driving it forward, so is it in the rest of the industries. So, and they, the people that are coming through are more educated. They know what they want and they have an idea of what they've seen at retail and what drives retail, which is what's going to drive them forward. And I think when we talk about creating experiences for them, they're more engaged in that. They're not so much worried about, hey, did you get me the least expensive product? I want to make sure it's the <clears throat> cheapest but I want to make sure that it's going to have the most impact. And they realize that because it's a marketing piece. It's not a promotional product. Yeah. So one of the things that you had mentioned right before we jumped on the episode was that you had, you just, you, you, you're booking like tons of meetings and I had asked, you know, are they zoom or are they in person? And you had mentioned that, you know, they're, they're all, they're all zoom or uh, Microsoft teams or whatever. Right. So with such a tactile industry, like how are you navigating that? Like, cause our, our industry is it's, it's physical product. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, that post-COVID world. I think people have been more in tuned to getting on and to being on these Zooms and team calls, which has helped. Uh, but like you said, it's a touch and feel industry. So we try to use the Zoom calls for ideation, right? Get the idea across, let them understand what the vision is, and then follow it up with physical samples. Um, I mean, it's been said forever, you know, specs are where it's at and clients need to see spec samples, which is 100% true. But I think a spec sample only goes so far if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, uh, you know, put a reason behind it. You know, cause All right. So for, right, the, for the audio, for the, for the audio listeners, Steven, since uh, not everybody saw that. Uh, specs, specs, right checks. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. I, I was trying to not use that. That's line. Jeff's. I think it's Jeff's line, or whose line is it? I don't, I, don't, I mean, I stole it. Like, I don't know whose it is, but yeah, Pat, I'll take it. Patent pending. <laughs> Copyrighted PM, all that good stuff. It, Anthony, right, I got a, I got one for you. So you mentioned something about our generation being the buyers right now, which I think is is accurate, hundred percent accurate. Do you feel like this? 10 year window that we're in right now is going to be like our prime, right? The people that are on the 40 under 40 is this should be the 10 year window where we are selling to our peers, right? Like it's going to be where they all are entering those positions in the workforce before eventually we're then replaced, right? <laughs> you know, that in there's a different trend or a different sales method or whatever is going to happen in 10 years. But like, this is it. Like we're in it right now, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, this is our heyday. This is our time to shine. This is our time to make things happen. And I think what's more important, I think we talked about before, is I think we're setting up a good basis for the future. You know, I think we've made some really great changes in the industry that's going to drive some really creative conversations in 10 to 15 years. Um, I'm super excited to see where it goes after us. I agree. I'm like... I'm, I'm loving this. And I, as much as I want to like argue that point, I, I couldn't agree with it more, to be honest with you. You know, there's people in this industry that are 
really trying to make a point to change this industry for the better, right? To pave the way, make a playbook. Um, and it is more people in your age group. As much, as, you know, I mean. My age group. <laughs> your age group, yeah. The, the 40 under 40. Um, so yeah, kudos to you guys. And, and thank you because, you know, an episode or two ago we had, I've been thinking about this nonstop. We had a debate about um, who has it easier to sell, you know, distributors or suppliers. I've literally been thinking about this. I still say suppliers because think about it. You're as a distributor, you, your sole job is to sell. You have to make the money by selling. Like as a supplier, I don't need to be in that office every single day to sell you a product or to be, you know, I've been able, it allows me to be able to do this podcast, right? To have those touches, to be able to be on that promotion trade show committee, to be on the PPF live concert series and to do these things that I'm interacting and networking with these distributors, therefore developing the relationship. That's my selling. And that to me is easier and more fun but as a distributor. That sometimes doesn't translate, right? So you actually have to hit the, hit the ground running on that. And I don't know where this, how this got to this conversation, but I've been thinking about it so much because I like to just really prove that that's wrong all the time. And that, there you go. Yeah, no, I think I think what you're doing is it, it's a sales technique for most industries right now, right? It's making yourself relevant. It's being out there in different formats. Does it help distributors? Not so much. Is a client going to see this podcast and call me tomorrow and say, hey, I saw you on the Industry Insider podcast? Most likely because it's it's very popular and it's everywhere. I mean, but, <laughs> but no, like clients, clients aren't going to see it. So it's not going to drive my sales. Right, exactly. So that just goes back Meg, to our whole conversation about. Meg, do, do we need do we need to get Brian from the Dunstan Group back on here and explain how a distributor can do a successful podcast and make it work for the distributor model? I mean, do we do we need to get them back on here? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm right here. I'm right here, guys. Yeah, but you're 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 doing you're not doing it in the sense that they're doing it like it's where it's all you know local. You're right. You're in right. in client focused, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> you're still wrong, Meg. Still wrong. <laughs> Can you believe the freaking comment that Brandon put in the comments on that podcast? I don't remember which one. What did he say? He said suppliers don't even sell; they just provide product. Oh well, I mean that's some of them. I mean I, I mean Ooh. not me, but right, Anthony. Do you want to take that? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a distributor. Like, do you, do you, do you want to take that? Do you want to go to bat? I mean, for the Anthony, number. as your PR agent, I'm just going to advise you not to comment <laughs> on that question. by Jeff. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest. I think all the suppliers that we work with, we make a point that they are partners with us. They're not just a source for product. So a good supplier distributor relationship does take effort from both parts. Oh, 100%. Because if something goes wrong with your order, who are you going to call? Are you going to call customer service? Or are you going to call your rep that's been selling to you that you have the relationship with, right? You was that, was that, that a good now. answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> great, great. That was cute. Anthony, you, you're like hired, man. I think you're just, uh, you're the, the, uh, the permanent fourth chair, I think. Yeah. Like that, was, that was good. You fit right in. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Would you guys have any other questions for, uh, for our friend Anthony here before we get going? No, I just, I love you. I think you're a great, great dude. Great guy. Thank you for coming on the show. You had some very valuable information and great perception. And we all can agree to agree that I'm always right anyway. So, you know. Well, I mean, let's be real, Meg. You're wearing the Be Bold uh, hoodie, but it's not helping. All it's doing is making you boldly wrong, boldly incorrect. All right. 
So, all right. Well, look, I, I really appreciate you guys being here today. It was a fun episode. All jokes aside, uh, episode was brought to you by our good friends over at the Brentwood line who does sell. They don't just provide product. They specialize in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. A well-respected supplier, not known just for their high-quality products, but also for their customer service. Brentwood line values and appreciates their customers to the fullest extent. And they want to make sure that your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest products for all of your outdoor needs and tell them the industry insider sent you steven meg anthony thanks guys really appreciate you and uh for the listeners we'll see you next time take care thanks guys thank you for listening to this week's episode of promo corners industry insider for more great content from industry thought leaders including podcasts blogs and videos Visit promocorner.com.